Greetings, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I am your host, David Castle, and I would like to thank you so much for tuning in to the 11th episode of Knowledge with Homage. Man, just moving right along here. These things are adding up quick. Life moves fast, man. That's why you got to be careful what you're doing and make sure you're doing something productive and, and shit like that. So... It is a windy day here in Carson City, Nevada. Chemtrails in the sky as there has been for the last couple of days. Uh, went on a nice hike this weekend. Well, actually, no, it was like day before yesterday. It wasn't the weekend. It's Every day is the weekend for me. I'm retired. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, yeah, went on a nice hike in the mountains. And it was windy up there and lots of chemtrails too. And I just I've kind of felt like shit the next day. I don't know. Who knows what they're spraying on you? Could be stuff to... Well, well, it does fuck up your lungs, but it could literally be anything. And how would you know? There's really no way to know. I mean, what are you going to do? Fly up there and take samples every time they're spraying the sky? I mean, it's really impossible to tell what they're spraying on you. It could be diseases. It could be, um, you know, vaccinations. It's the Morgellon shit, the smart dust, the... And then, you know, just the typical heavy metals, aluminum, strontium, barium, manganese... And uh, the classic, silver iodide, which is the only one that they really want to admit to. But, um, you know, such is the way of the world, and that's the new normal. I just went outside a couple minutes ago to check out the uh, expansions they're putting on the prison behind my house. They're building onto it, so that's nice. They're going to be able to uh, destroy more lives there. No, I'm just kidding. It's not a prison. It's a school. It's an elementary school. And it's actually the elementary school that I went to. Funny that I live right in front of it now, but um, yeah, it's a prison. Yeah, I'll just come out there and say, it's a fucking prison, and they're making it way bigger. And uh, so if you hear any construction noise in this recording, that's what it is. <laughs> so I apologize in advance for that, but it is what it is, and the show must go on. But when I was out there, it smelled like there's a fire. It smells like a wildfire, and uh, that, you know, hopefully it's nowhere close. I don't know. I haven't read anything about it on the news or anything. And I just kind of tried to look it up, but I couldn't find anything. So hopefully Carson City doesn't burn down like like all those towns in California did in recent years. With the aid of directed energy weapons. Weird fires, shit that doesn't make sense. I don't know if it was that for sure, but we're going to talk about that kind of stuff with regards to another very important event in American history. But I'm going to start with some other stuff here. So when hiking in the mountains... uh few days ago and there's still a shitload of snow up there it was like record-breaking year for for snowfall this year and uh it's really nice up there i mean they were spraying the skies as well but you know that's the new normal that's just what's happening now and uh went on a great hike but just kind of didn't couldn't breathe right the next day all coughing and and all having all kinds of phlegm and shit and just not feeling very good so i can't help but see a, a connection there because who knows what they're spraying? It could be it could be anything, and there's really no way to tell. And what are you going to do? Are you going to just test everything in the sky all the time? It's impossible. I mean, I, you don't have the, the materials and stuff and able to be able to do that. So we're we're just be we're treated like lab rats, guinea pigs, and they're just experimenting on us and spraying whatever they want on us, like like bugs or something, and we just take it and try to deal with the repercussions as best we can, and most people don't even ever talk about it. Um, 
So if you're one of those people who aren't afraid to to be a little different, go out on a limb and not be so conditioned and brainwashed and you actually talk about this kind of stuff, then good for you. I'm proud of you. But through the social conditioning and uh, just the ostracizing that that comes with talking about that, I understand why people don't talk about it or believe in it or any of that. Meanwhile, it's happening right above our heads. And I just read an article the other day talking about um, one presidential candidate. I don't think it's nobody big. I don't think he has any chance of winning. I think he's running on the Democratic side. And he's a big supporter of geoengineering. So it's interesting that now this is coming into the public eye and it's actually being treated like like a real thing because it has been a real thing. They've been doing it for over 20 years. And uh, now you got this guy running on the presidential ticket saying that he wants to use geoengineering, spraying the sky uh, with metals or whatever the fuck they want, basically, as a form of solar radiation management in order to reflect the sun's rays back into outer space. In order to prevent climate change or global warming or whatever they're calling it this week because it always changes in order to fit their narrative because that's what happens when you're living through a big agenda. Uh, They got to keep saying the same words, sustainability, climate change, global warming, all these trigger words, uh, carbon dioxide and, and this shit with the methane and the cows and whatever. Basically, it's just to make it seem like uh, you're the problem and there needs to be less of you. Because that's the ultimate goal. It's depopulation of the world. And, uh, you know, just getting rid of you. So it's interesting to see this guy who's running for president talk about how he wants to do geoengineering. Even though it's been happening for a fucking long ass time. Geoengineering is just a fancy word for chemtrails. They're going to do it no matter what. But it's just, you know, slowly making its way into the public eye. Under the guise of... Uh, climate change, prevention, and all that bullshit. So that's interesting to see. But um, I ran a couple, I ran across a couple interesting articles recently that I would like to read to you. And one of them has to do with Fukushima. Uh, Fukushima, of course, referring to the nuclear power plant in Japan that was damaged after an earthquake and a resulting tsunami in 2011 which many researchers have connected to the harp installation, the ionospheric heaters, because there's a bunch of different ones, because you have these weird electromagnetic anomalies that coincide with these earthquakes, because they do have the technology to trigger these earthquakes now and use them as, as a weapon of war, essentially, and as a, as, a, as a power move and shit. Or, you know, maybe they just want to destroy the whole fucking world and just poison everything. Because uh, destroying a nuclear reactor right next to the ocean and having all of the nuclear waste drain into the ocean for years and years would be a good way to do that. Uh, You're already seeing the loss of wildlife, uh, the death of all the fish in the oceans there, all the way up to the California coast because that's where all of the nuclear waste is going, is straining out of Japan, going across the Pacific Ocean and washing up on the west coast of the United States. So California, Washington, Oregon, up to Canada, down to Mexico, all that is being affected by this nuclear waste. And it is many, many more more magnitudes bigger than the Chernobyl disaster that happened in, uh, in Russia. Or was that Ukraine? Ah, somewhere over there. But Fukushima's fucked up, man. Like, 
that's that's serious shit. Nuclear waste is no joke, and the the rise in cancer rates in Japan is happening. You know, a lot of kids coming up with cancer there, and if it affects the youth especially because they're still forming, their cells are still growing, their brains are still developing, and their bodies haven't developed uh, the things to fight off these type of diseases. But fighting off radiation, I mean, it can't really happen anyway. So when you're living in an area with all of that nuclear radiation, radiation is pretty much inevitable that you're going to get cancer. And that's what's happening to the people of Japan. The food that is being grown there is all radioactive and the fish coming out of the ocean have traces of, of radioactivity as well. So, you know, this is the new normal. This is the world that we live in. And uh, the article I'm going to read to you here is about how they're having the uh, 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. And one of the events, actually two of them, is going to be held there in fucking Fukushima. Fucking Fukushima, man. So this is uh, like an open letter to the commission for the Olympics talking about how that's a bad idea, man. So it says, in 2020, Japan is inviting athletes from around the world to take part in the Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games. We are hoping for the games to be fair and peaceful. At the same time, we are worried about plans to host baseball and softball competitions in Fukushima City, just 50 kilometers away from the ruins of the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant. It was here in 2011 that multiple nuclear meltdowns took place, spreading radioactivity across Japan and the Pacific Ocean, a catastrophe comparable only to the nuclear meltdown of Chernobyl. But like I said, it's it's many magnitudes larger than the Chernobyl disaster, and it's still happening every day. There's The nuclear waste is still leaking into the ocean at just like astronomical rates it's fucking huge like the size of an olympic swimming pool every day just being leaked into the ocean and it's it's taking its effect on everything i mean the there's no fish really around there and if you do catch a fish uh in that part of the ocean off the coast of japan right there it's all radioactive and fucked up and shit and you can look up the the pictures of the the plants that have been grown there like the fruits and melons and strawberries and shit and they're just all fucked up they're like abnormally humongous and just looking all weird. And same with some of the kids that have been born there, which is fucked up. And uh, that's the effect of nuclear radiation. The same thing happened in Iraq after the Gulf War when the United States bombed Iraq with depleted uranium, causing all sorts of birth defects and, you know, kids with three arms, two heads and just fucking crazy, man. Sad shit. And... uh you know, so we're still using nuclear weapons and stuff. That that happened in, um, was it Fallujah or? Mm, it was some. It was a big attack on Iraq when we first started the Gulf War, and we invaded. You know these cities like Baghdad, maybe Fallujah. I don't know the main cities, and we just fucked them up with these these depleted uranium bombs, causing all of this radiation sickness and poisoning, and birth defects. So let me continue with. This article, sorry, straight off there, it says, um, The ecological and social consequences of this catastrophe can be seen everywhere in the country. Whole families uprooted from their ancestral homes, deserted evacuation zones, hundreds of thousands of bags of irradiated, irradiated soil dumped all over the country, 
Contaminated forests, rivers, and lakes. Normality has not returned to Japan. The reactors continue to be a radiation hazard as further catastrophes could occur at any time. Every day adds more radioactive contamination to the ocean, air, and soil. Enormous amounts of radioactive waste are stored on the premises of the power plant in the open air. Should there be another earthquake, these would pose a grave danger to the population and the environment. The nuclear catastrophe continues today. On the occasion of the Olympic Games 2020, we are planning an international campaign. We are concerned about the health effects of the ongoing radiation contamination in the region, especially for people more vulnerable to radiation, such as children and pregnant women. According to official Japanese government estimates, the Olympic Games will cost more than the equivalent of 12 billion euros. At the same time, the Japanese government is threatening to cut support to all evacuees who are unwilling to return to the region. International regulations limit the permitted dose for the general public of additional radiation following a nuclear accident to one MSV per year. In areas where evacuation orders were recently lifted, the returning population will be exposed to levels up to 20 MSV per year. Even places that have undergone extensive decontamination efforts could be recontaminated at any time by unfavorable weather conditions as mountains and forests serve as a continuous depot for radioactive particles. Our campaign will focus on educating the public about the dangers of the nuclear industry. We will explain how health threats to, Jap to the Japanese population was and is exposed to today. Even during normal operations, nuclear power plants pose a threat to public health, especially to infants and unborn children. There's still no safe permanent depository site for the toxic inheritance of the nuclear industry anywhere on Earth. That is a fact. And that is a fact. Um, they tried to bring it all here to Nevada, to Yucca Mountain. I think they put a little bit in that big hole they got in that side of the mountain, but uh, the majority of nuclear waste is stored on site at these nuclear power plants. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, nuclear substances is a great way to create energy, but the health effects are evident. You know, it's, it's undeniable. That shit fucks you up. You don't want to be anywhere near a nuclear bomb when it goes off, and you don't want to be anywhere near nuclear waste, nuclear waste because, uh, and that shit fucks you up, man. It's just bad for you. So it's unnecessary, too, in the age of uh, free energy and directed energy weapons, the weaponization of Tesla's ideas, and uh, the denial of free energy to the people. I mean, we don't, we don't have to use this kind of stuff, but it's what they have chosen to give, enough, to give us because you know, there's more money in it. They don't want people having free energy. But what they've done with free energy is to weaponize it. And when I say free energy, what I'm talking about is the stuff that Nikola Tesla came up with right around the turn of the century, from the 1800s to the 1900s, about you know, about 1900. Uh, early 20th century, Nikola Tesla, who was a very brilliant scientist, uh, the creator of the radio, AC power, um, the AC motor, just absolutely brilliant. He also discovered a way to harness the energy that has just everywhere in the universe it's the ether energy the organ energy the chi or the prana there's a way to harness that and use it to supply power and to create electricity and he discovered a way to do this and that's why you don't hear much about nikola tesla in school 
you'll hear more about his rival, Thomas Edison, who Nikola Tesla once worked for, but Tesla or, uh, Edison fucked him over on some money one time. So uh, they didn't work together anymore after that. But interesting figure in history to look up, uh, Nikola Tesla. Very, very brilliant. One of the smartest people to ever exist. Now, one of the things that he came up with or was rumored to have come up with was the Tesla death ray. And what that was was a way to weaponize free energy and create a directed energy weapon. Essentially, a laser beam type device that can just incinerate anything it hits and cause it to be vaporized or dustified or whatever just to be destroyed on a molecular level and just utterly obliterated. Um, He invented this around the time that the Tunguska event happened up there in Russia. And what the Tunguska event was was theorized to be uh, a meteorite. But other people think it was Nikola Tesla conducting an experiment with his uh, Wardenclyffe Tower as a weapon of war. Actually, I don't know if it was that one. Maybe it was something else. But um, he fucking flicked the switch on it and was testing out his death ray and and uh, just caused this massive, massive explosion up there in uh, Siberia, like Russia area where everything is just fucked. You can look up, there's documentaries on that event and stuff too. It was in the early 1900s, like I said, right around the time where Tesla was very active and doing his experiments and his research. And uh, there's just all of these trees that were just leveled. It's just the most massive explosion that has ever taken place on Earth in modern history happened over there in uh, well, Tunguska area. That's why it's called the Tunguska event. And it's been attributed to... Like I said, a meteorite or something along those lines. Some people even think, I don't know, aliens or some shit. And then there's others who think it was uh, Nikola Tesla testing out one of these directed energy weapons. So that's an interesting thing to look up. But one thing in particular that I would like to focus on in this talk today would be uh, Judy Wood's book, Where Did the Towers Go? And the events of September 11th, 2001 when the Twin Towers were destroyed, along with five other buildings in the World Trade Center complex, because there were seven buildings that made up that whole complex there in Manhattan, New York, and uh, they were all destroyed. It wasn't just the Twin Towers. And a lot of people talk about World Trade Center 7, which was another gigantic tower. It was like 40-something stories tall. Uh, That was destroyed as well. That wasn't ever hit by a plane or anything. And in fact, there's... There's not really much evidence that the other two towers were hit with a plane either, or were hit with those planes. You got the videos of it, but, I mean, look what they can do with the video. If you go into eyewitness accounts and things like that, there's there's really not many people, like first responders and, and people like that, or just eyewitnesses who actually saw the planes uh, run into the towers there. They all heard it happened, and... You know, we're told that it happened, so that's what they assumed and stuff, but really beyond the evidence uh, of the video, which could be easily manipulated, we don't know if a a plane really ran into the fucking towers. I don't know. But the reason why I want to talk about Judy Wood, I think she's the best 9-11 researcher to come out. Um, Very, very intelligent woman, and she is the most highly qualified person to talk about this. So she went ahead and wrote this book called Where Did the Towers Go?, And the whole book 
is a you know fact based evidence based analysis of what happened on 9/11 and it doesn't really go into who did it or why they did it it's just like a forensic investigation of what made these towers fall and what actually happened you know it's uh and she she's got all the the credentials to be the person who's qualified to do this she has a degree in structural engineering analysis or something along those lines. She's got all the right credentials. Let me see you. Give me one second. So I got her book right here in my hands. Once again, it's called Where Did the Towers Go? And uh, boom, boom, boom. Her official credentials would be... So she has a BS in civil engineering, an MS in engineered mechanics, which is applied physics, and a PhD in materials engineering science. So she basically examines the structural integrity of buildings and um, what makes them fall over. So when she saw the fucking news on 9-11, she's there looking at it like, this just doesn't seem right. You know, like, how this doesn't make any sense. How did these planes knock down these towers and you know if you were alive in that time and you know thinking (laughs) if you were older than like two then you you remember that morning as well because it's it's the craziest event to take place in recent history by far I mean that shit changed everything you you turn on the tv and it was on every channel there was no commercials when has anything ever happened like that that's that shit has never happened before or since and that's because 9-11 was a psychological operation. And it was meant, you, there was just so much that came out of that. And it was such an important event that it had to be beaten into the public's consciousness and just fucking like overwhelming, you know, like overwhelming coverage where you don't even have a second to breathe because they, as soon as it happened, they were telling you who did it, why they did it. And how we're going to go fuck them up, you know, just just getting everyone's pitchforks ready and their torches and shit to go fuck up Al Qaeda and go invade the Middle East. And just immediately there was no investigation. It was just these are the people who did it and let's go get him. And since it was so fresh in the minds of everyone and since it was such a catastrophic attack, everyone was down with it pretty much. I mean, the support for it was was overwhelming for the invasion of the Middle East and the um, the revenge, you know, the vengeance. And that was what it was designed to do because you had the project for the new American century, which I have spoken about multiple times, and you had people in the Bush administration like Donald Rumsfeld, John Bolton, Dick Cheney, all of these people who were appointed to high-level positions in the Bush administration. They all planned out the places they wanted to invade in the Middle East and, you know, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Somalia, Libya, all of these countries that, you know, we're trying to fuck up. And they needed a justification to do it. And 9-11 was a huge part of that. So it's been a long time making for this plan. And I'm not saying that these guys, you know, maybe were personally responsible for all of the planning of it and push the button or whatever the fuck happened. But... Yeah, I mean, the, the connections are undeniable here. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I want to go 
into what Judy Wood thinks because the stuff she goes into in this book is really fascinating. And it, this shit's like a thousand pages long and it looks like a textbook, like a math book or something because she's a college professor. She's really smart. And that's the way she wrote this book was to be completely fact-based. There's no assumptions. It's just all based on the evidence and what actually happened. And her whole thing here is that the the towers were blown up with some sort of weaponized free energy device based on Nikola Tesla's technology. But instead of them using Nikola Tesla's technology to give the world free energy and to eliminate all of our energy needs and to eliminate coal and oil and gas and all these supposedly harmful fossil fuels that are destroying the world, which is why you can't drive your fucking cars anymore and why they got to raise taxes and it's supposedly why climate change and all this shit's happening. Well, they could stop all that by giving us this free energy technology that Nikola Tesla discovered and, you know, found out how to harness. But instead, they went in and they stole all his shit after he died, took all of his notes, and then built upon his work uh, instead for the purpose of weaponizing it and creating just the most devastating weapon known to mankind. And 9-11 and the World Trade Center attacks was a demonstration of this weapon and... You know, like a demonstration of dominance, dude. Like, that shit was fucking crazy. They just knocked down these whole towers. And uh, it was just a show of force. It's just saying, you know, maybe to other countries or something who actually know what's going on, other people in power, uh, saying, you know, don't fuck with us or we're going to laser beam your ass and fucking fuck you up. Nikola Tesla has a famous quote saying that he could split the earth like an apple if he wanted to. With this, with this type of type of technology, um, there's a lot of famous stories of him when he was first discovering this shit and like experimenting with it. He made this little device that he could fit into his pocket, and he put it on the one of the structural beams in the building he was living in, and it was it was able to like resonate at a certain frequency and it oscillated in such a such a way an oscillation is just a fancy word for vibrate or shaking and it like oscillated and then resonated with the frequency of the building and then the whole shit started shaking and this is a big building in new york and it was like an earthquake and windows were breaking and people were freaking out and then everybody knew that nikola tesla lived there and he was always doing some weird shit so fucking they went ran and got the cops and we're like, Tesla's up there doing some fucking crazy shit. He's going to knock the building down. So the cops barge into Nikola Tesla's room, kick the fucking door down, right as Tesla is smashing this device with a sledgehammer. And he's like, oh, it's all good. I got it all under control. You know, my apologies. If you want to see a proper demonstration of this experiment, please come back tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Or some shit along those lines. Always a classy dude. But, um... This is what he was doing 100 years ago. So since then, after his death, after he was, you know, fell off into insignificance because because of discovering this, because of how important it is and what a game changer it really would be if it was unveiled to the public and actually implemented. Uh, that's why he's left out of the books and stuff. And then the government since then has built upon it and weaponized it and use it as a as a form of control and just fucking people up and shit. So... 
really fucked up. And uh, that's what this book is about, is just going over all of the evidence and basically proving that this was the method used to destroy these towers. Now, uh, the first chapter talks about the bill, the billiard ball experiment. And what that is, she, she uh, figures out how long it would take to drop a ball. If you dropped a ball from the top of the tower, how long it would take to hit the ground. And it came out to about 9.22 seconds in a vacuum. Now, that's not counting wind resistance under ideal conditions where there's no wind resistance or anything like that, just under free fall speed. It would take 9.22 seconds for that ball to fall all 110 stories from the top of the World Trade Center buildings. Either one, they're within six feet of each other. It's like 1,300 feet is about the size of them. And uh, it would take 9.22 seconds for the billiard ball to hit the ground. Now, okay, well, that makes sense. But obviously, the building can't fall that fast because you have all these, yeah, there's 110 stories for them to fall through. And even if a portion of those were significantly damaged by the the airplane running into it, you're still going to have a lot of resistance because each floor has to pancake on top of the other. And, you know, like a domino effect, like do, 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 do. It's not going to fall at free fall speeds. But those towers fell between, it took about eight to 10 seconds for the roof of the tower to hit the fucking ground. So what that means is they fell essentially at free fall speed. Now, how could something, you know, 500,000 tons of material of steel and concrete and glass and all kinds of shit, how could it fall at free fall speed? So this was something that really perplexed her and got her thinking like, what what is going on here? You know, they seem to have fallen real quick. They seem to have unraveled and just turned into dust in midair. How could this have happened? This doesn't make any sense. And this this does away with any theory of explosive, explosives being used or thermite, nanothermite, or mini nuclear bombs or shit like that. It, none of that shit adds up. Because under those type of conditions or the, the jet fuel that the government says happened, which is bullshit, completely impossible. But none of that stuff makes sense because it fell at free fall speed like it couldn't have fallen that fast there was just too much stuff to come down and it would have taken like at least 10 times as long like 90 seconds or something when because of all those floors they have to run into each other and there has to be a shitload of energy in order for it to fall down that fast and unless there was a fucking rocket ship at the top pushing all that shit down it's just physically impossible for it to fall that fast so that is my very shitty explanation of <laughs> the first chapter. It has to do with the billiard ball experiment, basically just saying that the towers couldn't have fallen that fast and it still be a traditional collapse. Like, it wasn't a collapse. They basically just turned into dust in midair. And now, the next... You can see pictures, too, of the tower, and it just looks like it doesn't look like it's fallen over. It looks like it's completely just vaporized and turned into dust in midair. And that's the picture that's on the cover of this book, Where Did the Towers Go? So very interesting shit. Um, now she goes into something else here in the third chapter that I want to relate to you. And this is The Jumpers. 
So on 9-11, you had, you had all these people who jumped out of the towers and um, just fucking wild, man. Could you imagine being there that day? And, you know, f- fucking imagine being in the tower for one, which would be crazy as fuck to begin with, but imagine being on the ground or in another building looking at what's happening and then just seeing all of these people flying out of the building one after another. And, you know, there's reports of this shit happening like every 10 seconds, a fucking body smack in the ground. And they just blow up because you're falling from 1,300 feet. Your body just, your arms and your legs fly off and you're just, there's nothing really left of you. You just fucking explode. And this was happening, this happened to like 1,200 people. Some people say it was happening every five seconds, every 10 seconds. And this is coming from the firefighters who were actually there. And uh, very, very strange. And there's these pictures of the people up on, you know, like the 100th floor. And they're hanging out of the tower. And there's like smoke. There's some smoke coming out of the building. And it looks like there's a fire. But like they all took their clothes off. Now, why would they do that? If there's a fire in the building, and think of this too, when there's a fire in, in any building, you know, since it, for the last fucking hundred years, the sprinklers come on to turn off the fire, you know, or put out the fire, I mean. And uh, that's just what happens. It's how they're designed. So they're all going to be wet. Your clothes are going to be wet, and that's going to protect you from the fire, at least a little bit. It's better than nothing, having... It's like wearing an oven mitt when you take something out of the oven. You have that protective layer of clothing that's protecting your skin, and it's even better when it's wet. So it doesn't make any sense that these people would be taking their clothes off and hanging out the window because the fire is so hot. If there's a fire, you're going to want to keep your clothes on because it's that's a, a barrier. It's It's something protecting you against the heat and against the flames. So why were all these people hanging out of the tower and taking their clothes off and shit? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But, so basically there had to be something going on inside of that tower that caused people to feel like they were just so hot and like the clothes were making it worse. Like it was almost coming from the inside or the clothes were like holding it in. And that's what's consistent with uh, with radiation or electromagnetic fucking pulsations like you're in a microwave and being cooked from the inside if you have clothes on and and this is being done to you it's like even worse so this is another one of the things that correlates with the directed energy weapon type thing it's just a weird anomaly that doesn't make sense like why would all these people be taking their clothes off and hanging outside the building and then fucking jumping out too so this whole chapter right here is just, it's really heavy, man. If you look at these pictures of the people there, fucking just unbelievable, man, just jumping out of these buildings. Some of the people are, like, really far from the building, like, fucking hundreds of feet away from the building. And it's like, who can jump that far? And then she goes in to talk about how there's no way they could have jumped that far. Maybe they were thrown out of the building. There was some sort of energy burst or something where they just got thrown out of the building, you know? And, uh, man, like 1,200 people, you know, just an insane amount of people. They were just splattering all over the ground. And uh, these firefighters were down there just like, what the fuck? And they had never seen nothing like this. 
And you're talking veteran firefighters who have worked in New York, you know, saving people from burning buildings for 20, 30 years. And they had never seen nobody jump out of a building, like no matter how bad it was. And it was just unbelievable. You know, imagine you're walking around all of a sudden fucking splat. Motherfucker just explodes in front of your face and that happens one after another. And it was happening so much they eventually just began to tune it out. And, you know, try to do their jobs. Like, there's a story of this one dude who was, like, fucking, he was trying to go catch him or something. Because, these, you know, firefighters and paramedics and these first responders, they're, like, caring people, man. Like, they care about people and they want to help you and they want to do everything they can to save you. But imagine how that would feel to be there and, like, so close to them and yet so far away where they're jumping out of the building and you can't do nothing. So there's actually one dude who was, like, trying to go catch him and shit. And then the dude he was with, the other firefighter, was like, no, you can't do that. Like, I'll smash you. And one guy actually did lose his life by getting hit by a jumper. So, and sorry, I probably should have said uh, a little disclaimer or something. This is a heavy talk, man. It's fucked up. But you should go look at these pictures of these jumpers and these people hanging out of the building with their shirts off and with their pants off and stuff. And it's it totally seems like there's something happening in the building that they're just trying to get away from. And it's like so, it just doesn't make any sense if unless it was something like uh, a direct energy weapon where it's just a different form of heat. You know, it's not like traditional smoke and fire. And um, I was going to read a couple of these accounts by the first responders just to get, just so you know, like, so if you're not, you know, ready for this, don't listen, turn it off. But uh, it's fucking crazy. So check this out. This is uh, one of the first responders here. It says, we walked into there on the way into the building and there was people running around, people that was jumping Landing on the ground. So he's got like a New York accent, obviously. Uh, Whatever building we walked into, there was a glass canopy, foyer type of thing, where from the street, you can see into the building. As we were walking into the building, we just heard a huge bang. As we looked up, it was someone who had jumped, and God knows how far up. We got into the lobby of the building, and it was like chaos. There was people everywhere. Once we got in there, I don't remember exactly who it was. I think it was one of the fire chiefs who said... You know, it's not safe. We got to get outside. So we left to go outside and we stepped out of the building and it was like raining people. People were just jumping from everywhere. Just all over. It was bodies and parts scattered. And we just walked across. I believe it was West West Street and we set up a command post over there next to the fire command post, just trying to get everything in order. At the same time, we're trying to watch to see what's going on. The only thing that was going on was you could see the buildings burning and people just jumping. You could watch them fall from like the 90th floor all the way down. And it's like you go to school for so long to be able to take care of people and treat them and be able to fix them when there's something wrong with them and there's nothing and they hit the ground and that's it. So, Jesus, that's fucked, man. Um, There was another one. Okay, so this is talking about the jumper's body count. So it says, how many people jumped that day? Uh, there was one guy who says it was like 
one person, it was like 30 to 40 seconds a person where he was at. So every 30 to 40 seconds, there was a dude just or a girl like splatting on the ground. Like, fuck, can you imagine? And then another guy says it was every five to 10 seconds where he was. Um, there's a story of this dude who was in another building looking over at the World Trade Center. And he, he looked over for five seconds. And uh, let me let me read to you that because that was just horrifying. It says, uh, so this is a guy named DaCosta Wright. He's talking about the rain of people. He says, so after that, after the second plane hit, it was just raining people and people were just jumping. When the first one hit, they were just jumping periodically. You would see one man jump out. I was in, in our position, we could actually see when they hit the ground and I seen body parts just going everywhere when they hit the ground. So when one guy hit, all you hear was boom. Then you see his arms and legs, and they just flew right off. And then right after that, I see a woman. She was just spinning in the air. After that, when the second plane hit, and that's when my partner was like, he couldn't believe my reaction because all I was, all I was saying, all these people were just jumping out, and I was just saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. This is so unreal. So these are... You know, experienced firefighters, they ain't never seen nothing like this. Like, it was just so fucking weird. Why were these people jumping out of this building? And obviously it was hot in there and there was something going on. Like, they were taking their clothes off and jumping out of the building. And there's something like 1,200 people, they estimate, jumped out of the building that day. And uh, the total dead, I think, from the whole thing was like 3,000. There was almost 600 firefighters killed. Um, and the 1,200 people who were able to be identified partially were the jumpers, and then there was all the people who died when the towers just fucking disintegrated and turned into, into dust. So uh, that's something that's just crazy, man, like unbelievable, unbelievable. And then it, she goes in to talk about the bathtub uh, under the World Trade Center, and what that was was this big foundation that they laid down there that was seven stories deep it went into the ground and it was to protect the buildings from the Hudson River which is they're right next to um and there's also a uh a, a train station under there like a subway station under the World Trade Center which I've been to a couple times which is a fucking trip and like that shit wasn't that fucked up either I mean obviously the whole buildings fell on it and it was inaccessible but it didn't get damaged like catastrophically and neither did the bathtub so even though there was supposed to be 500,000 tons of material that fell that day onto the ground it didn't destroy the foundation it didn't break up this concrete that made up the bathtub and the Hudson River didn't flood Manhattan like it should have it it should have done that scientifically speaking if that much material fell to the ground but that didn't happen so everything was fine. And think about it too, man. Like for how big those towers were, were like 1,300 feet each, uh, not really much of the other buildings around them got fucked up. They just perfectly just disintegrated in their own little footprint right there in Manhattan, which is so dense and there's so many giant buildings. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. 
If you've ever been to Manhattan, then you know what I'm talking about because the buildings there are so fucking huge and they're so close together. It would seem that if any building fell down, it would fuck up the whole city, basically, you know? Especially those ones, which were the biggest ones in the town by far. So, just nuts, man. The bathtub thing is big evidence there. And then um, the seismic impact as well. So she goes on to prove that the seismic impact... You know the the how much the ground shook. That's how they measure earthquakes is through seismic impacts. They see how much the ground shakes. So when something big falls onto the ground, it shakes the ground, and it could be recorded on a seismometer, and then you could see the seismic impact. That's how they do how they measure earthquakes, and that's where um, all those fucking measurements on the Richter scales come out and shit. So she looks at the. Uh, the seismic impact that they got from when the tower supposedly fell and they just don't make sense at all. And she goes on to compare it to the Seattle Kingdome, which was this big arena, like sports arena in Seattle that was demolished and uh, in a traditional demolition. And she compares the, the seismic impact of that, the Seattle Kingdom, which is actually smaller, I believe. Let's see. I'm trying to find it here. And, um, boom, 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 30.41 times. So she's saying that each twin tower should have been about 30 times the, uh, the size of the kingdom, which the Richter scale reading on the kingdom. So it says that the Richter scale for the twin tower collapses was 2.3 and 2.1 respectively for each of them. Now, the Seattle Kingdom was, let me try to find it here. I should have figured this shit out all before it, but I didn't. So it says each Twin Tower, now I'm just going to read this whole shit. It says Kingdom versus Twin Towers. So it says, the Seattle Kingdom was demolished on March 26, 2000. Built of reinforced concrete, it has 660-foot diameter, a footprint of 342,120 square feet, and stood 250 feet tall and weighed an estimated 130,000 tons, equaling about 760 pounds per square foot in ground pressure at rest. The implosion created the equivalent of a magnitude 2.3 earthquake with no vibration damage to adjacent structures. Now... It's saying that the the Richter scale magnitude uh, was 2.3 for the Seattle Kingdom, but it was also 2.3 for the World Trade Center as well. Now, the Kingdom only weighed 130,000 tons. Each of the Twin Towers weighed 500,000 tons. Okay, do you see? That's almost five times bigger than that, about four times bigger. So, it should have been a much, much higher seismic impact for those towers if all of that material did fall to the ground, as we were led to believe by the government. But that's not what happened. It's the same. So it's like like only a quarter of it is there. So what happened to the, all of the rest of that material? It didn't fall to the ground, or else the ground would have shaken. And that's one of the things she uses to say that, you know, that's not what happened. And let me just continue on. It says, each twin tower, by contrast, had a footprint of 43,000 square feet. So, 
boom, 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 had a footprint of a much smaller footprint, but way more mass because it was way bigger. It says each twin tower, by contrast, had a footprint of 43,000 square feet, about a tenth of the kingdom footprint, and weighed an estimated 500,000 tons, equaling about 23,114 pounds per square foot in ground pressure at rest, or about 30.41 times that of the kingdom. So a lot more mass concentrated into a smaller area. Uh, yet the Lamont Doherty Station at Columbia University only reported a peak of 2.3 Richter scale reading for the collapse of World Trade Center 1 and 2.1 for World Trade Center 2, about the same as the Kingdom. A reading similar to the Kingdom's would be impossible if the Twin Towers were destroyed by conventional means, that is, from the bottom up, smashing to the ground because much greater weight would have slammed into a smaller chunk of land and therefore should have shaken the ground for more than the kingdom did. In addition, the kingdom was built on a soft soil basin while the towers were built directly onto bedrock. Each tower's collapse should have registered nearly 3.5 on the Richter scale given the more than an order of magnitude given the more than an order of magnitude difference between the twin towers and the kingdom's potential energy and dimensions. The apparent fact that the Richter reading peaked at 2.3 and the disturbance lasted only 8 seconds is our first indicator that the mechanism of destruction could not be a conventional one. An energy technology of some kind had to have been used to eliminate the towers while preserving the bathtub and surrounding structures. Conventional technology, which uses kinetic energy like bombs and gravity, cannot explain the elimination of the towers without there being significant damage to the bathtub below or to the structures immediately surrounding the towers. So if all of that shit, the 500,000 tons of material came crashing to the ground, it would have created an earthquake. It would have destroyed the bathtub, which was the foundation of the towers, which is you know a little bathtub for it to keep the fucking Hudson River out. All that shit would have been demolished because it's like dropping a 500,000 ton weight onto it. It just would have smashed it. And Manhattan would have flooded. Um, it would have created an earthquake, probably knocked down some other buildings too, just from the shaking. But none of that happened. It was like so perfect. It's like, damn, thanks Al-Qaeda for, for you know, considering our infrastructure before you attacked us with your terrorist attack. <laughs> it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. But immediately they were telling us it was Al-Qaeda and we didn't look at any of the evidence there. So to me, the uh, the seismic impact thing is something that, that really stuck out to me because I studied earthquakes while I was in college and uh, we have earthquakes all the time here in Nevada. So it just makes sense that when something really big falls, there should be a big earthquake. But that's not what happened with the Twin Towers and it didn't even damage the ground. And uh, just fucking weird, man. Like, Jesus Christ. And no one looks into this shit. Like, not many people are caring about 9-11, but we're still living in the aftermath of it. Uh... You know, what has it been, like 18 years? We're still in a... We still got troops in Afghanistan. You still got troops in Iraq. You know, like a million people have died all over the Middle East because of this. And this was all the kickoff point from it. So, and not to mention all of the laws that were passed, the Patriot Act, uh, giving away all your privacy, all the shit with the TSA and all the bullshit you got to go through on the airport. And then, you know, all the terrorist attacks that keep happening and stuff, and the whole Osama bin Laden witch hunt and all that bullshit, it's just, it's just the craziest event to ever happen, and uh, I know it's like a sensitive topic, people don't want to talk about 
real shit like this, uh, it's not fun and it's not happy. So people want to avoid it. They want to talk about things that make them feel good. But why do you think we're in the position we're in? It's because not enough people are willing to uh, research this and learn the truth. People want to live in their own little fantasy world and believe whatever they're told and feel like they're safe and shit. But that's not how the world is, man. Think about it, dude. Like These people who control the world... Call them whoever you want. Call it the fucking Illuminati, the New World Order, the fucking Bilderberg Group, or the Royal Institute for International Affairs, whatever the fuck you want to call it. The devil. I don't know. But they they used free energy, so they took this energy that could be used to, you know, completely transform the world and make it so everybody had free electricity and just imagine the possibilities, you know? And instead of doing that, instead of helping the world and, uh, you know, there's no more pollution from from coal or oil or any of that shit because your car could run on free energy, uh, your house could run on that, like the whole power grid could. So instead of doing that, instead of using that, they instead turned it into a weapon and then used it to blow up the Twin Towers, these two magnificent, gigantic, 110-story towers in New York and make it the biggest deal ever and make it televised so everybody in the whole fucking world saw it and made it the most dramatic scene ever with people jumping out of the buildings and all that. Uh, they blew them up, completely destroyed them, and then fucking started the wars in the Middle East. So, you know, that's the reality of the world we live in. You know, where this technology that could be used to save people and help so many lives is instead used to start wars and just do this incredibly demonic, destructive, horrible shit. And like, wow, I mean, take that in, man. How many people are able to to see that for what it is? And, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I don't think many people are. But uh, th- there's a lot, I think a lot of people are awake to the events of 9-11 and kind of know it was bullshit But, like, when you really start looking into it and when you read this whole book, which I said is, like, a thousand pages, I mean, you got a whole new understanding of it. And it's just, it's heavy, man. It gets you fucking riled up. It's it's fucked up, dude. It pisses you off. Um, And what can you really do? I mean, talk about feeling powerless. If they have the power to destroy these buildings in, like, our most famous city and get away with it, and then start these wars, and make hella money from it, like billions or trillions of dollars, like, fuck, you know? Do we have a chance? I don't know. But thank God for people like Judy Wood for uh, going out on a limb and, you know, completely destroying her academic career through doing so, and risking her own life and, you know, the people who helped her on this book, they're risking her their lives as well. I know one kid got murdered because of it. And uh, and not to mention just the ridicule and, you know, the fucking condescending shit that people do when you go out on a limb and you're different than people. So it takes a really big person and a really intelligent and wise person to recognize that that this had to be done and to be the one to do it and know to know that nobody else is going to do it and like somebody's got to do it so she fucking did it and uh you know the evidence is all there we can see what happened um 
like I said, I think this is the best book on the subject. And I don't know, maybe I'll have people that disagree with me, which is fine, whatever. But uh, it's just crazy, man. Crazy fucking world. Uh, it try to imagine what it would be like if that Tesla technology was actually used for good. Like, man, it, it's it's hard to imagine because we're like so set in our ways the way they are. And we think, what do we have now? We have Tesla, the Elon Musk company, which has these bullshit electric cars who just stole his name, but they're not doing nothing that Tesla would have done. Like, they're they're using his name, and it's almost like a big joke because Elon Musk is such a part of the establishment and the fucking agenda that it's not even funny, man. It just makes me sick, honestly, that uh, they would exploit this guy and uh, fuck him over like that, you know? But I don't know, man. That's just the way it is. So not a very uplifting talk today. And I only went through like two chapters on this. There's still like 10 more things of evidence. I didn't get to the weird fires that happened where you have these fires that didn't burn paper, but they look like fires. And they had all these toasted cars and shit that was being levitated and flipped blocks away from the towers. And these are field effects. Basically, it's these weird electromagnetic effects that happen that just do weird, unexplainable shit, like lifting stuff up and flipping it over just with these electromagnetic field effects. And that's something that a Canadian scientist named John Hutchison has been doing for years. Um, he has had many labs invaded by the government and taken over and shit because he would go into old naval shipyards and get this old technology and just fuck with it and do experiments and shit. He was a super smart dude. And was able to do all kinds of weird shit like make cannonballs levitate and make like iron just disintegrate and basically recreating these effects that you saw on 9-11. But he was doing this back in the 80s and the 90s and stuff. And there's a bunch of shows about him and the weird things that he did. So, you know, it all lines up with the directed energy weapon things. And... uh if you if you're interested in it and you want to know what happened, if if anybody cares, because it was a long time ago, but it's it's important and uh, some people just like to know. I'm one of those people. I want to know what's going on. You can you can get this book. I don't know. Look it up on Amazon. Like I said, it's called Where Did the Towers Go? And very very fascinating read that I would recommend to people who are ready for it. A lot of people aren't ready for it and they couldn't even process the information but if you are and you think you know what's up or you want to know then check it out because i don't know i thought it was cool i talked about it a lot in my video uh languages art as well so you can watch that movie too look up languages art on youtube and you could see that and see me getting like a hundred and something people talking about this shit which is pretty funny and weird but I don't know, man. Just trying to get the information out there so people know the truth and understand what's happening. Or at least what I think's the truth. Like I said, I don't know. I didn't do it. it. wasn't me. But I'm just looking at the evidence and trying to find out what's going on because that's just who I am. And I appreciate you guys for listening to this and um, trying to be there with me to understand what's happening and getting my my point of view on things. 
And you don't have to agree with everything I say. I hope you criticize me and, and think with your own mind about things. But, uh, you know, take into consideration uh, the things that I present you guys with and stuff like that. So beyond that, I'm coming down to the time where it's time to say peace out. So thank you so much for listening on this fine summer day. Hope you're all out there doing well. And uh, hope you have a great weekend, a great Friday. And just a great fucking time in general. Thanks a lot for listening. You can follow me on my social media, Homage with a zero, H-0-M-A-G-E. That's on Instagram. It's pretty much all I use. I don't know. I'm not very active in that world. But thank you so much for listening. I'm going to send you away with a song. Have a good one. Peace out. Over this city, this city that will soon be laid waste by war. Now it is still alive biding its time. Nobody has yet begun to suspect the impending doom. I saw hell in a dream. I saw hell in a dream. I saw hell in a dream. I had to wake up. Yo. I had a dream, I took a trip to hell The devil had my people locked in a cryptic cell Ain't living it well, he cast an unlimited spell Shouted freedom, but lived in a subliminal jail Where anthrax floated a killing a criminal male Crack babies on welfare, living a fail I live it to tell, little kids vivid and frail Behold a horse riding now, isn't it pale? In hell, politicians were sitting in a building Getting rich off of the devil's pay, grinning and chill grin Lying, it was beginning to kill them Poisoning them on a man, women and children in hell I couldn't find any natural food to eat Chemicals in my mouth if I actually chewed the meat Couldn't run from the sun and the heat And at night in hell, sodomites running the street But out of the club, ecstasy shouted out love But it was empty emotion and never got it above Wicked women celebrated, finding joys in its doom Put many boys in a tomb, polluted poisonous wound The devil had me working, heeding me no slack If I felt a little sad, he was feeding me Prozac Drug in my head, people worship the thug in Dead. In reality, the working man is rugging his stash. So wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, If you're dreaming in hell, wake up, If you're dreaming in hell, wake up. If you're dreaming in hell, wake up. If you're dreaming in hell, the devil had me thinking there was nothing that I regret. Meanwhile, pulling me deep in a fiery pit. Spilling oil when they needed to ban it. Killing off living life as they heated the planet in hell. The intelligent were trapped in silence. The projects were filled with crack and violence. The devil was controlling what the media played. The radio was all about getting greedy and paid. The music was weak. The ignorant were choosing to speak. Pips and prostitutes were abusing the street. The people were all thinking with the visible brains in hell. Slaves walk with invisible chains. Turning on the television to be sold a lie. Knowing something isn't right but not beholden why. Palestinian children and babies with guns. First firebomb flame throwing Israeli and sons. The devil had greedy politicians igniting more. The population won't even know what they're fighting for. Dead bodies laying in the mud and soil. Innocent lives lost trading the blood for oil. Kids in the streets dying right there sick. This dream was fast becoming a nightmare quick. Before it was too much, I was beginning to choke. I started to think on my own, and then I awoke. So wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up if you're dreaming in hell. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up if you're dreaming in hell. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up.